Parenting and entrepreneurship, two of life's more demanding roles. What happens when you try to balance both? Welcome to The Parentpreneur Show, giving you an honest look into the lives of parents juggling family and business. I'm your host, Michael J. Christian. As a parent with my own entrepreneurial pursuits, I know that the constant struggle of trying to do everything. But I also know the joy and pride of providing for my family whilst building something of my own. On this show, we talk with inspiring parentpreneurs about how they make it work, their stories of success, failure, balance and sacrifice. We'll cover practical strategies, mindset shifts that allow these superheroes to somehow do it all. So if you're a parent feeling the pull between your family and your business, join me as we explore the rewards and challenges of juggling it all on The Parentpreneur Show. So without further ado, let me introduce our guest today, Chloe Leibowitz. Good morning, Chloe. How are you? Good to see you. Good morning. I'm very good. Thank you. Great to be here. Thank you very much for your time. So, Chloe, could you please introduce yourself and give us a little bit of your background on your journey as a as a life coach, entrepreneur and parent? Sure. Um, so I um, have been running my own business in some form or another for um, about 15, 16 years now. Um, and my um, family are all very much growing up and going off now. So um, I'm in a different phase to you. I know your kids are much younger than mine. Um, but yeah, I, I um, about 12 years ago, um, got together with my husband and between the two of us, we have five children. So um, it has been quite a juggle in terms of um, running my own business and having the headspace and the ability to do that um so for a little bit of background and context I before I had my children I worked as a personal assistant in various different country uh, in companies um and mainly in London and I uh probably the highlight of that was I worked for um a a very successful entrepreneur called Michael Smith um he um runs and owns the Calm app um the Calm app that people use for meditation and so he was a friend from um kind of school days he was my best friend's brother and ended up working for him when he had his first company which was called firebox and it was kind of gadgets and toys for guys very kind of fun and um young so that was really interesting working for him and having more it was a more free way of working um so i found being a personal assistant working in offices in very kind of just like standard corporate settings very restrictive so one of my one of my main probably my leading value is freedom okay. um and i know like i know you and i share a share that sort of philosophy of needing to have the discipline to have the freedom but just that freedom to be to be myself it was i think it was at a, an, at a younger stage i was pretty young then i was only about 22 23 when i worked for him um and not so sure of myself quite a different character you know younger younger version of me and I felt the what the the normal working situation very restrictive and and trapping and I wanted that freedom I wanted to be able to go places um at times when a lot of people can't do it you know be out and about in the morning or whatever it is choose my schedule kind of um mm -hmm. so that was really eye-opening working for him and I actually come from a background in terms of my family of entrepreneurs I didn't realize this until about five years ago. I was looking back, I was doing some work with um, a PR person and um, we were looking back at the childhood and I realized that everyone in my life growing up had their own business. My dad always had his own business. My mom always worked for herself. 
both my sisters have their own businesses um, doing very different things. Uncles, aunts, everybody. And I hadn't really realized that before, but it made sense that actually I was then trying to put myself in this box of, of working for someone else within a very tight, you know, do the nine to five. And it didn't feel right. It felt so mm -hmm. trapping. So that was that was huge. And then after I had my son, who's now nearly 21, um, I really fiercely did not want to go back to working in in that sort of setting. Um, I also had quite a personal change at that time after I had my son I lost a large amount of weight I'd, I'd kind of always struggled with my weight being overweight and I had a I had a moment I had a literally a, a flipping of the switch where I didn't feel good in myself and I just decided to make a change and over the over the following year lost a lot of weight got much healthier started walking I would walk every day for hours it was amazing for my head and I moved into a place where I knew I didn't want to go back to working in an office and actually I wanted to be at home um, with my kids when they were young I wanted to try and find a way of doing that so I started training and um, I know now as a life coach this is not the best idea to just do what someone else suggests but a lot of people started suggesting well you're really interested in this um, what you're eating and you've lost all this weight maybe you should be like a nutritional therapist or something so I started researching and that's actually what I did first I trained as a nutritional therapist and once I had qualified which is when my daughter was then born sort of three years later um, started working with clients who also wanted to lose weight. Um, but I would have a one hour session with a client, which would turn into two and a half hours. And I would be chat, 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 finding out all this stuff about what was going on behind the scenes, because it was never just about the food. Um, so that turned into a, into a passion of really trying to help these women that I was working with have a mindset shift. Um, which then turned into investigating life coaching. Then I trained as a life coach and I have been doing that in some form or other with women ever since. So very much started on the well-being side of things. Over time, I was networking a lot with women who were running their businesses. That kind of morphed into um, working with women who were running their own businesses, supporting them, focusing on their well-being as well as the hustle of running their own business. They often had families, young children. So helping them find some sense of balance, although that is an interesting one. Um, and then more recently, um, I ran a business with someone else. So on that basis, it was more of a community of women running their businesses, supporting them. Um, and that was then, so about, about a year ago, I had a difficult decision to make because that business was feeling very out of alignment with um my real purpose and the way I wanted to work with with women and my my message and how I wanted to I, I felt like I lost my voice a little bit um so I I made a difficult decision to part ways with with the business partner I was working with and um so over the last year I've been building back up my own private practice and I focus very much now on um women in midlife and helping them work out their identity at, the, at that point. It's a very transitional phase of life. It's something I'm very familiar with. I've got my own experiences that have built up over the last few years and really made me realize that this is a, it's a, it's a, it's a huge moment of potential. And um, a lot of women get very frustrated and feel like, oh, like I, I don't feel myself anymore. I, I don't know what I'm doing here. And they can kind of give up a bit and, and give into things. So it's getting them to get that spark back, get unstuck, get their mojo back and start taking action and show themselves really what they can do and what life can be like. Um, so I um, 
that that's my focus now. And I work with one-to-one clients and I run events. I love speaking and getting in front of a, a bigger audience and, and lifting people and, and getting them to feel that energy and that potential and, and, and positive state so they can really take hold of their life and do what they want to do. So going back to the beginning, it sounds like your aha moment came from trying to scratch your own itch. And that over a period of time, you've evolved into this, you know, sort of Chloe Leibowitz, you know, life coach that you are now empowering the women. I know what you're, what you mean. It's a, it's a really interesting phase of, of life um, because so much of identity is tied up in being a mom and a partner or, you know, so on and so forth mm. that when the kids do kind of need you less, um, there's a sudden identity crisis, I guess. So yeah. is that kind of, is that kind of where you are now with with the coaching practice? What kind of programs and services do you offer your clients? Um, my my main service is I I have a um, three month signature program that I work on, and um, it kind of encapsulates everything from going back to so as you just said this i this identity thing, our our identity um, and do you know. Uh, actually had an interesting conversation with my husband last night about this because I don't actually think it's any different for men I just really understand women which is you know that's my focus but I've had I've had quite a few men lately tell me and then my husband said that um one of his friends said to him that he sees my posts on social media and it's like I resonate with that and my brother-in-law said to me in the summer how come you just work with women because I read your posts and that's that's me um which is you know so interesting and I think it's in a different way so um you know my husband was saying that often if we're talking very traditional roles because we've had sort of fairly traditional roles here whilst whilst I have always been working and working away at my business I have also taken like a big bigger role in doing all the stuff with the kids and and he was saying that he and a lot of his friends or or siblings even have had more that identity of being the provider and and doing that nine to five and doing the travel or whatever it is Mm -hmm. so the women I work with, their identity has been shaped so much. I do work with women as well who haven't had children. Their identity in that similar way has been shaped by a career, by a passion that actually they may have fallen out of love with, or it's been the main thing. And they're like, what else, what else is, I don't want it to to all be about this. Um, And for me, probably about, well, so my son's just gone into his third year at university. Um, My stepkids are all night university, only got one left at home for one more year of school and I didn't realize how much you know I thought well I'm going to be fine when I hit that phase because I'm used to my kids going and being at their dad's I'm used to I've got this business I've got this passion that I'm doing um I've got all these other things going on so I'm not going to feel that loss as much I think we all think that we're going to be different Mm. to to what actually happens so I was really, really hit by it about three years ago when I started anticipating that my son was going to be going. Um, and I experienced a lot of emotional upheaval, a lot of sadness, a lot of sadness, which I found very difficult to shift. And it's taken me a long time and a lot of exploration to work out how to do that in a healthy way to feel the feelings and have that shift. But I really needed to look at what was like truly important to me and who did I want to be going forward? And and I think people don't give themselves the opportunity to do that. So they're still viewing themselves as the parent or these other roles in their life. And we don't have the time necessarily when the family's younger and it's also busy to pour into ourselves the things that we really want to do for ourselves. And I think it's just such an interesting time where you 
don't really know what you want to spend your time doing when you're not just busy, busy, busy doing all the stuff for all the people and, 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 and meeting everybody's needs and what they need from you. And you just get used to doing it and there's no chance to slow down. Um, <clears throat> and I found this these moments over the last few years of reconnecting to a younger me. And whilst there's so much that I grew out of as that younger version of me, there are also things that I felt like, wow, I realized I used to have a lot of creativity as a younger person, as a teenager in my early 20s, as soon as I became a mum and was like, okay, well, I'll be a mum and I'll study and I'll start this business and I'll do this, it's squashed. There's no time mm. for it anymore. It, it, you don't even get the opportunity to think about it, let alone, oh, let's have a little go at this or see how this feels or take some time out for me to do this. So I think a lot of people will say, and I said this, um, I don't feel myself, I need to get back to me and I think that is right but it's it's a new version of you and it's really tapping into to that what's important giving attention to the things that are important to you I think some people can really drift from their relationship and and need to find ways to reconnect with that and um look at the people that are in your life how's that feeding you does that feel good or have you slipped into friendships or people that it's kind of a settled situation that doesn't make you feel great, doesn't feed you, doesn't make you feel excited um, and passion projects or or what you do professionally. There's just so many things. And I think I think we get blinkered and we don't check in properly with how we feel, what's important, what we want to do more of or less of and be more purposeful. Um, and then there's the whole health side of things, which is a totally totally different subject but very integral to what I do so that that three-month program that I work on um as my as my sort of priority that I like to work on with my clients is very much focusing on those those core values the limiting beliefs the mindset and and um what what they are choosing to focus on day to day because I very much believe that those thoughts are a choice we a lot of people don't realize they are and they're like well I can't help it because this is happening and that's happening and I just and I'm always thinking this is really getting them to be come very in touch with with what they're thinking and what actions they're then choosing and um you know a lot of women will say I'm not confident I don't have the confidence to do this so helping them to see that they do. They're just not used yeah. to flexing that muscle and um, doing the things that create the self-belief and getting out of the comfort zone. So it is um, it's very deep work and um, it is amazing when when they do the work and they start seeing the changes. They start, you know, after a week or two, like, oh, wow, I realized that I keep saying this to myself or this happens. And um yeah it's a journey and it's very exciting when they get breakthroughs and shifts and start making those choices that really empower them they empower themselves yeah. I think often they can be looking for someone else to do that for them but it's it's inside them and when they take those steps then they're like oh I can I can choose this and I can do this for myself which is kind of the magic the thing is, I, I I often say this to people: you're under no obligation to be the same person that you were yesterday. Um, and the and the thinking, one of my mantras is like one of the things where the kids even roll their eyes now in the house. It's like you know, I say two percent think, three percent think they think, ninety five percent would rather die than think. And that's how many of us just bumble through life, as you say, mm. bad choices or convenient choices as opposed to the right choices. I mean, from what you've just been saying, Chloe, there's I, I 
kind of three things that kind of jumped out. One of them is a, is a glib comment again, which I'm I'm responsible for saying a lot. It's when they go, oh, I can't do that. You know, it's different for me. And I go, yeah, yeah, you, you, you're unique like everybody else. Everybody thinks their little set of problems are unique. They're not. We're kind of, whether it's male or female, mm-hmm. again, a lot of your stuff resonates with me. Um, so I don't think that's an, uh, you know, sort of a, a specific woman thing, but it, it helps obviously running a business to know, you know, have your have mm-hmm. your niche. Um, I think the other thing which I took away from that is that so many people make their choices or have their choices made for them externally instead of internally. And you just touched upon it there about the thoughts. Um, Mm. I think it was originally, I heard it from Bob Proctor, the late Bob Proctor, where he said, your thoughts become feelings, feelings become actions, and then the actions become reactions. You know, Mm. your feedback from the world is a direct consequence of what you've been thinking, just follow Mm. the chain. Um, Mm. So it's true. And the way, and I'm struggling with this even now, because, you know, as you said, my kids were a wee bit younger. Uh, things are quite hectic. They're not um, fully sort of uh, autonomous by any stretch as, as much as the <laughs> oldest would think he thinks he is. But um, I kind of sat there the other day on yet another AstroTurf watching football. And after a half hour's drive to get there, thinking, actually, do you know what? This is a privilege. This isn't a chore. This is actually a privilege. And I'm choosing to be here instead of in a nine to five or being told what to do with my time. So actually, you know, suck it up, smile and actually see it for the fun that it is. But mm. you, you you mentioned there about sort of the deep work that you have go, working with your clients. Mm. So it can be challenging, right? Running your own business, being an entrepreneur, and then layer on top of that life coaching, which is very emotionally involved. So mm. how do you kind of find a balance between that avoiding burnout but also maintaining a sense of fulfillment because it can be I, I reckon even the nicest of clients there can be quite a bit of energy vampire vampirism going on so um I have learned over my years of coaching to choose who I work with I I, I don't work with everyone who who I have a call with to find out if we can work together I can tell very quickly whether we're a good match um so I am I am very empathetic. I connect very quickly with with people, with my clients, and I am I am a cheerleader for them. When we have that call in the initial stages, I make certain things very clear. One, that I am there to facilitate the conversation. I'm there to ask them questions and to get them to think outside of the box and differently to how they normally would. I don't have a magic wand. And And in between those sessions, we do have some sort of messaging contact. However, I'm not going to be there to take the action for them. So unless they are at the point where they're ready to put down any elements of being in victim mode, of having excuses and saying, I can't do it because of this, then I can't work with them. So, um, for instance, I had a, a voice note from a client yesterday and we're doing some great work together and she is juggling being a mum and running a business and it's a great business and it has tons of potential and she's making some really good choices right now and it's change is hard right doing things differently is hard and it's kind of scary and what i find is 
always in my coaching sessions that they they buoy you up and you know you probably know this if you work with a coach or a mentor or whoever it is you can be kind of down here and you could have had struggles with something you can go into that session and just just the conversation of possibility and doing something differently it will it will buoy you up and it will bring you these good feelings then you go off from the session and life continues to happen and I will often find in week two and three of working with a client they'll come and they'll be like well you know, I, I tried to do this and then this thing happened and that thing happened and I can't, and this person made me feel like this, which is an interesting one, which I could come back to, but um, I will then say to them, did you think because you decided to do the work and like decided to work with me and do things differently that the rest of life would stop happening? And they're like, oh, well, no. And we'll have the conversation about how this is about them thinking differently choosing their thoughts, deciding that someone else, you know, someone else can't make you feel a certain way. It's only if you let them. It's only if you allow that to happen Um, and building their resilience. So actually what they want is they want to be able to navigate that journey and be with their kids, run their business, be with the people they want to be with. But life is always going to continue to happen. That That's just life. It does. And it's building those having those tools and 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 coping mechanisms that allow you to stay in the right place so I had this voice note yesterday from the client she's like it's all going so well and then this thing happened and now I feel like this and blah, blah, blah. and I and I left her a note back and I I, I quoted a, a Gabby Bernstein um technique back to her and I said like Gabby says um choose a better feeling thought because she was choosing to focus on the thought that this thing has just happened. That means this It's made me feel like this. I'm like, choose a better feeling thought. Go back to how you were feeling about these things yesterday that were happening that would make you feel, yeah, it's going in the right direction because I'm this. And actually, this is very frustrating. Yes, but it's a learning. And actually what it's shown you and what you've already said now in this message is maybe this isn't aligned with me right now. It's actually causing me much more hassle than it's worth. And it could be something to let go, just, just not now. And it's that whole process of getting them to tap into that what am I choosing to focus on and where am I giving away my power so I think in those moments we give away our power and we think that everything else it's all happening to us and coming at us and making us feel like this and it's finding the ability to rise above that and think actually I do have control over this and I can choose where to focus my energies and that is something to master over time and we don't always get it right but, um, you know, I don't always get it right. And I can still be, I can still, these things can come in and, and knock me sideways. But you do start to feel more empowered and more able to handle all these different things. If you can notice, oh, that's where I'm going. I'm being reactive to this. I'm, I'm allowing it to just take over and knock me off my stride. So, you know, do something different. Get up, go out, go for a walk, get some fresh air, speak to a a friend or a cheerleader or supporter who will get you in the right headspace and shift things around but but being mindful and noticing what's happening and and doing something really purposeful to shift that and take the power back is so important um so i i choose to work with clients who want to do the work who are really committed to their change you know so we'll have this conversation beforehand I will ask them certain questions I will find out how committed they are to making the change because ultimately I want to work with people who really want to commit and 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 make the change and I will support them through that as long as they're in that space to do it yeah so do you think resilience is a lost art form 
or it's a teachable skill because I think a lot of what you said does come down to a resilience if you could be knocked by life's outrageous you know fortunes did you know I've made myself available 24 7 to answer your questions well sort of I've created an AI version of me I Mike helping my fellow parentpreneurs around the clock and around the world and I did this in three simple steps number one I honed my message and style of mentoring. Number two, I condensed over two years of content and uploaded it to my AI. Number three, I made iMike free so I can help as many people as possible. iMike is helping solve the challenges of balancing parenting and early stage entrepreneurship and is yours for free. Just follow www.bitly forward slash access iMike. That's www bit.ly slash A-C-C-E-S-S-I-M-I-K-E. Details in the show notes too. Yeah, I think it's totally learnable. I think I think we just get into habits. We get into mm. habits and we're very reactive. Something happens. Oh, it makes me feel like this. A lot of people as well can get used to very negative processes. So um, I don't know, the person who misses the alarm clock in the morning and then wakes up and gets out of bed and stubs their toe and then their something breaks or they drop their coffee or they get stuck it and like oh this always happens to me I you know always this is like I might as well have not bothered getting up this morning and then they will go and tell that to a colleague in the office or a friend that they meet oh and you're just you're just amplifying the struggles and the challenges whereas we don't have to do that so you know, building resilience is this self-awareness. Yeah. Self-awareness yeah, and understanding where we sabotage ourselves, where we trip ourselves up, where we choose to pick a negative feeling thought pattern and talk that up and lean into it more. Why would we want to do that? So I think, like for me, I think I've grown in resilience, definitely. I think, um, you know, if I go back to times where we've had very challenging times with our big blended family and and um you know interesting times over the year and wow I used to have a real lack of self-awareness as far as that was concerned and I was in the, you know I've been in and this is the thing this is why I can relate so well to the clients like I've been there I've done that I have done that so much I have been in the space where I've had these five kids and I've had you know teenage girls who now like a total blessing I adore them and we have great relationships but my god I had tough times where they would push my buttons and they they didn't they didn't necessarily want me to be looking after them taking them to school doing all this stuff so things would happen then I would go off and I would speak to a friend and be like oh you know she said this to me and that happened and blah, blah, blah. I didn't realize how much I did that over quite a long stretch of time I mean some of it was very challenging and and, and many people would have that reaction but it is a it is a reaction you know I was reacting in situations I wasn't responding I wasn't choosing that response I wasn't noticing how I was behaving and it's so easy to do that and it takes time to build self-awareness and think hang on a minute like what am I doing here and you can whip up so much negativity you can spin things in in any way you want it takes real strength and um the ability to acknowledge that you're not doing everything in the right way. Like, mm -hmm. actually, I could have a lot more um, control over this, but the only bit of it I can, can control is me. 
So I yeah. could never change. I could never change how everyone else was was behaving, but the way I was behaving in response was not helping. Yeah. And it yeah. wasn't helping me. And it was keeping me very, very stuck and very sad and very stressed. So that was a huge turning point for me to realize, actually, if I work on myself and I control my responses and I pull back in some situations and protect myself from that energy, you know, I need to be around that less. I need to find ways to protect myself and not let that in. Um, but I also need to not talk about it all the time and not make that stress and negativity mm -hmm. bigger than it needs to be. Not so that was a massive attention. learning to me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's good. Two, two words that I use a lot with, with my kids and, and clients is react and response. I mean, react and it's mm -hmm. very, you break it down. It's you're reacting. You are acting over the same thing again and again. But like, was it Oscar Wilde who said, you know, that's the definition of stupidity, you know, yeah. expecting a different outcome, but doing the same things. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, it can it can go one of two ways though and I think you fall into one of the one or the other camp and unfortunately the positive camp is is I think in a minority but when something is confronting you you can either choose to respond and go okay I have some control over this or you can choose mm -hmm. to react and go poor me I wrote the other day about yes buttism it's like an illness yes but yes but yes but it's like mm -hmm. wow okay that's mm -hmm. that's really disempowering so yes loads loads of gems there and like you know sort of bombs of advice but if you were to give just three pieces of advice to women looking to take control and design the life that they want what would they be um oh gosh take control and design the life they want um well the the first one would be that you have to get to know yourself and you have to get to know yourself where you are now to, to build that self-awareness, to really take a good look at everything that's going on and, you know, who, who are you, what's important to you and how are all these different things um, impacting on you and what feels good, what feels bad. Um, but I don't think many people, you know, that stuff that I was just talking about and my, I didn't do all of that by myself. I didn't have all of those realizations by myself. I got help you know, whether it was therapists or coaches or, and I think many people are reluctant, they're reluctant to even acknowledge that they might need the help. Um, they see that as something stigmatizing, like, why should I, why should I, like, maybe not wanting to see a therapist, they see it as a negative thing, which I see as a very positive thing and continue to do it for various different reasons. Um, and coaching, a lot of people will say, well, why, 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 why do I need a, a coach to know how to live my life I should be able to just do that by myself um so I think that uh investing in yourself whether it's time-wise or financially but investing in yourself and your growth and understanding who you are and where you're at and what you need as an individual and what feeds you and what pulls you down um so that is is huge I think that area of self-development learning about yourself connecting with yourself because many people have no idea they have no idea it's, it's just a series of this is all flying at me I just deal with all of this and you know not feeling great about things um so that's one thing get get to know yourself explore discover because that's that's when you can find real growth and and empowerment to to do the other things um because the other thing I would say is spend time having some expansive thinking about what you want your life to look and feel like. Um, so I'll, I'll always with my clients at the beginning of our journey, work on their vision, their future vision, 
you know, what do they want life to look and feel like and why? Why do they want it to, to look and mm-hmm. feel like that? What What's it going to bring for them? Because guaranteed as well through the coaching journey, we'll get these conversations of, oh, why am I even doing this? People always say it like, why am I even doing this? And then we go straight back into, and I'll say, why Why are you doing this? And then they're like, oh, well, and then we go back. So I often get my clients to create a vision board right at the beginning. I get them to create the vision board um, as a visual representation of what they would love in their life. And I've always, I've got my vision board out there, but mine will always have these different areas, whether they feel really good right now or whether they're a challenge right now it's it's all on there and it could be images and and words but I will have things always about my relationship to and, and family life to maintain a focus on that and years ago I, the stuff I was talking about with our combined kids when it was really challenging I still made sure I put these pictures of all, all seven of us on the board even though I found some of those relationships challenging at the time but it was because I I knew how I wanted it to feel and fast forward to now, you know, that this family who's now growing up and going off, there's a huge pride point for me. It's something I feel so proud of that we had the grit to get through that and deal with the issues sometimes well, sometimes not so well. But um, that was a that was I look back at it, at it as a really interesting thing now and I'll tell my clients about that with the vision boards if they've got challenging things like certain relationships they're trying to work on and they want to be better I might sometimes if it, if it sits with them okay get them to include that because they that's what they're that's what they're aiming for and they know why and how that's going to impact in the different ways on their life and how it could look and then professionally um I'll always have an area professionally of things that I want to do and get excited about those and the possibility of what those could be um health and wellness and the impact of that on everything else is huge the impact on the relationships the impact on the professional stuff the impact on on um, your family life home life um travel but it's expansive thinking it gets them excited about I I want these things to be happening because then you can work back from there and think okay like what's the first thing that we're going to work on to get towards that so that creating that vision and I'll often get them to do in conjunction with that what I call like a manifesto and just write about a perfect like an ideal day or week or at this point in time as though they're already there as though they're already doing it um and 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 how they feel about that so it's all linked into this why so I would I always I always work with my clients and I would always say that that is a great thing to work on is is your is your vision for the future and why you want it to be like that because it keeps you going through the more challenging times yeah I, I think um, that's fantastic yeah yeah uh did I tell you two yeah one more. two things one more <laughs> uh I would say um that it would be something around these like getting in touch with your with your feelings so don't do guilt don't do guilt it's pointless it's so pointless and it tortures people and like oh but I feel really bad because this and it might be about the kids or the balance of things but don't it's just pointless you know listen to your gut and if if you're making a decision around something I don't know maybe it's maybe it's to do with following something that lights you up but you've got the balance of the family and and how's this going to impact on the different you know listen to your gut I know that I have had times where I've made decisions and had a had a little thought of like, oh, I'm not really sure about this, but I've pushed it down and ignored it. And always in the end, I will get to the point where I'm like, yeah, I, sh- 
I shouldn't have done that. It didn't feel right. There was something about it. So just, just tune into your gut and um, don't feel the guilt. Like if it, if it, if we're talking about following your passions, running a business, juggling that with a family, you are kind of role modeling all the time. And with my kids, you know, I've felt plenty of times where I thought, oh, I should be doing X, Y, Z, or how are they going to feel? Like, do they feel abandoned or am I doing too much of this or not enough of that? And now, you know, my kids are 18 and 21. And also with my stepkids as well, I've had some really nice um, feedback and comments from them in more recent times. They feed off your energy. And if you are feeling those negative emotions of guilt or sense of duty or any of these kinds of things, they will pick up on that. If you're living with with passion, they'll kind of be on that journey with you. And my kids, like, I feel like my kids are so proud of me now. And when I do some of the things I do and they see what I'm doing, it's inspiring to them. And and I think it's great, especially when they get older, that they see us as this multidimensional person and not just their mom or their dad. Um, and, you know, I think I think most of us want our kids to to grow up and flourish and have opportunities and not feel like they have to fit this certain mold of being a parent in this way or or having a job in this way. And I think, yeah, I don't know, having having them along on the journey, being being relatively open with them about certain things. But I think them seeing you enjoy your life and have a passion and um, do things that are also for you is really important and shouldn't feel guilty about that no absolutely not do you do you involve the kids have the kids or your family or ever been involved directly with the business or has it always been sort of vicariously and absorbing the, the um, happy vibes and the, the lessons well I mean more lately I've done a couple of events recently where I've brought my daughter along with me so she's going to be 18 in a few weeks and she is a gorgeous person and she is super personable she's she's amazing just like talking with I think you've met my daughter (laughs) anyway yeah yeah. but she just has she has this way with people people love her and she she you know I was juggling this event and thinking god how am I going to fit this in and then she's going to be doing this and then I was like do you want to come with me and can you help me can you greet people and tell and she's like yeah definitely and she came and she took some great photos for me that I could use on social media and actually you know, she, she gets it and she's young and she's doing social media and stuff. So she's super helpful in that sense. So, you know, she was involved in that. And that was a, that was a moment for me because she's there. I'm getting actually lovely feedback from people. Oh, is that your daughter? Wow. She's lovely. And and then I'm in, I'm in flow doing my thing and talking to this group of 30 women that I had about them, you know, uncovering that vision and, and speaking to their future self and working out their purpose and stuff. And at one point, I, I looked around and I've got people writing things down and I looked around and my daughter is there and she's got a bit of a tear and she just looked at me and she's like, wow. And afterwards she's like, mom, you're so inspiring. Like all those women are just listening to you and you can see like this. And that's amazing for me. Like that makes me feel emotional now, but that's amazing for me. She, she finds that inspiring. And, um, that was me getting out of my comfort zone as well. Like I love doing things like that, but there's always the element of, of, of fear and nerves and all of that kind of thing. But that's, that's showing her that, you know, she knew that I'm talking to her before and like, wow, this is like, I am nervous. And she's like, you can do it, mom. You like, and, and, and she has that kind of side of things from me. But yeah, I would say these days that they're pretty involved. I've always told them about everything and they've seen certain things that I've done. Um, 
And I think they, my son, he has the same, he has this same um, positive sort of outlook that I have. And that year ago, I had a little wobble and and coming out of this business I ran with someone else, it kind of made me lose my spark. And I was really wondering like, what, what am I doing here? Do I want to carry on doing this? Have I, and I'd, I'd really just lost my direction because I'd lost my voice and, and my way of doing things. And I went for a long walk with him before taking him back up to uni. And I was kind of voicing this sort of stuff. And he just said certain things that just started my thinking going. And he's like, mom, you know, there, there are people out there who love hearing what you've got to say. And he just he just sparked something in me that made me think, yeah, I, I really want to tap back into that. And I think I have gained enormously from sharing a lot about what I'm doing in the business and having their support and encouragement. I think they found it exciting. I About five years ago, I was on a panel and speaking alongside Theresa May when she was prime minister. And mm-hmm. um, it was like one of these crazy moments where afterwards I was like, oh my God, like, did that actually happen? And she quoted me when she was speaking and, and afterwards the kids are just like, and my husband and that's magic I think when I feel that they feel a sense of pride in me that that lifts me enormously and yeah I feel that I've probably done it more and more as my kids have got older but speaking to them more in a way that they see me as a human being a multi-dimensional human being and not just their mom in those ways and they understand stuff about that you know the working world and things and just seeing people um yeah, I think it's I think it's something special and it's a great way of just building more bonds and 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 inspiring them as well to go and explore things and do things that are scary and know that you can sort of take those chances. I, I think that's the real inspiration for whether it's clients or children is to show that you can do it as well. There is absolutely mm-hmm. nothing to stop you. And I think so I I don't I don't coach um I was just kind of relay my experiences. So it's kind of more mentoring and it's kind of a little bit of tough love when I speak to people. Mm. But for me, it's, you're no different. Just find someone who's got to where you'd like to be right now. And it can be someone amazing and inspiring and famous, someone from history or someone in your local community and just go and either speak to them if they're a real person, i.e. within, you know, contactable or read everything about them listen to everything they've ever done and just go okay and you think wow it really is that simple there's a lovely analogy which which is very appropriate for our hometown Marlow, which is a big rowing town um whatever you do I, I i say to to my kids i say does it take you closer or further from your goal um and the uh, british olympic uh, olympic rowing squad they had this mantra was will it make the boat go faster you know oh, i've heard that it's fa- isn't yes. it fantastic it's like yes. right we're going to go out and have a party tonight will it make the boat go faster no okay we are going to change our training program on our nutrition to increase our calories will that make the boat so it just it's either it's, it's black or it's white it's one or zero you know binary and that makes it so simple life mm. is really that simple mm. you find something that you're passionate about you have a healthy life you keep moving and you just crack on and that's kind of really it and to be able to inspire people, whether they're your kids or whether they're your clients, I think that's mm. such a such a sort of a passion project to be proud of. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, like you just said then, just to be able to 
have those conversations and you can't go and do it for those people but I just think the more the more conversations people have in an expansive way like that I mean think how many people are having conversations with people who are like mm, really do you think you could do that um oh oh why would you want to do that isn't that a bit risky I mean I've had that a lot. I've had calls with people who are like, well, I would love to do all of this stuff. And actually, I'd quite like my future to be different. But friends kind of make me feel like, why would I do that? And shouldn't I just be happy with the status quo? And I mean, that is a, that is a, can I add a, can I add a fourth to my three? Yeah, go for it. Absolutely. Who you surround yourself with, who you surround yourself with is so important. And the energy that you are sitting with or bringing in and, some people I think they know that all this is a bit toxic or a bit negative but Mm. I don't often people don't feel empowered to think do you know what actually I could do with some distance from that person or I'm going to choose not to share this with them because I don't think they would understand I think they would you know I'm very careful who I share what I'm doing with because I know that there are people who will absolutely encourage and build me up and make me feel invincible and like yeah do it go on like because I know I'm going to have to try things and some things will work and some things won't and you you got to keep taking those steps but some people stay so stuck because actually they're surrounding themselves with people and energy that keeps them that way so it's that old saying about you're the you're the combination of the five people you spend the most time with so be really careful about about who that is um and it's the same like you know when you're running your business that whole energy thing like find find your tribe of people find people who lift you for me it's super important I need to get out I need to go networking and find nice people who are who are open and and want to chat and not even with anything in mind like if I go networking I love going and just having a morning out and having a chat with people and finding out about them and what they're doing. And perhaps you find potential collaborations or interesting opportunities or people you might want to work with, but ultimately it shifts my energy. And I don't want to just be sitting behind a laptop, like doing stuff. And it's too, it it doesn't help you. It doesn't help you grow and it doesn't bring in the right energy. Um, But also definitely be choosy about who you share with and share with people who are going to encourage you and be your cheerleader because you absolutely need that and you don't need someone who's going to question it and say "Mm, are you sure about that why would you do that um yeah I don't think you ever I don't think you ever get criticized by people who are doing more than you it's only by people who are trying it's it's the crabs trying to pull you back into the bucket you know yeah and I always say that I say you know when clients say things like that to me oh this person said this and I always say and do you think that's about you? And and they will always realize like, oh no, it's not. It's that's their stuff. It's their paradigm. It's their it's their little programming. It's yeah, their it's operating projecting system. Projecting it onto you. Projecting absolutely. It's very mm. true. It's interesting because yeah, I I agree with you. Um, I've kind of made a career since I left formal employment when I realized I was unemployable of connecting people. My tagline for my consultancy is connecting people has real value. And literally, um, give me a call, and they say, oh, "I've got this problem, or I've got that problem. Do you think you can help?" I said, "And if it's a no, I'll say no. That's really not my wheelhouse. It's not my, you know, sphere of interest. But if it's, uh, if I think no, I probably do know someone, give me twenty four hours, and I'll see what I can do for you. And then there's, and then you say there might not be instant gratification, but somewhere down the line, you've chucked a pebble into the universal pond, and those ripples will start coming back to you. So mm-hmm. that's good. I love yeah. that." Yeah, really, really good. Um, so you're obviously very inspiring yourself, but have you got any kind of 
really inspirational people or quotes or anything like that give me a couple if you do um oh gosh do you know I I feel like I find inspirational people all the time so I um I I mean I'm currently working with an amazing coach and I've I've been doing her mastermind and I've just been on one of her business retreats and I've been surrounded for the last three days with inspirational women and women who have got expansive mindsets they've got big dreams they're excited about life and that I've literally come away in this bubble of um inspired energy and feeling so connected and supported and um I I feel like I am very fortunate to meet quite a lot of people like that um and my coach that I've been working with she said at one point and I wrote it down in my notes she said if opportunity isn't knocking go and build a door and you know there's a lot of things that I desire to do now and opportunities that I want and I'm going to need to create some of those I need to go and ask people and put myself out there and not be held back by the fear of like what if they say no well what if they do say no that's okay that's that's the worst thing that's going to happen right yeah is no don't contact me again I can deal with that um so I, I love I love um quotes like that 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 stop you closing down your opportunities um and I I I am inspired by very different people so I find um Stephen Bartlett super inspiring I listen to his podcast all the time I was reading his new book the 33 laws of business and life um on my way to and from this retreat and he has got this incredible wealth of knowledge from all of these people that he's interviewed, like everybody. Has he got like 700 hours of interviews or something crazy? Um, and so he's he's kind of so inspiring in the sense that for me that he, you know, you can, you can read anything and learn anything and keep creating these opportunities and keep pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. And I find that very inspiring just to be open and curious and, kind of challenge your own limits with things um and he talks a lot about which I've been very interested in recently just this whole thing about um not life span but health span so focusing on your yeah. health for later in life and he always talks about this thing and how he went on this he was with his girlfriend and they went on this walk to go on a boat trip or something they had to go down these really steep steps and he realized that his dad who I think he said was in his 60s or something wouldn't be able to do this and therefore wouldn't be able to go and enjoy this experience of doing this thing because he just wouldn't have the physical strength um and you know he puts a lot of time and energy into his physical strength and stuff so that kind of thing I find inspiring so it's got such a huge knock on what you can then do professionally or with your family or in life generally um and Another big inspiration for me is, I already mentioned her, but Gabby Bernstein mm-hmm. um, and her kind of her journey, where she came from. Um, she was she was an addict and had uh, just a moment and she's extremely spiritual and um, she is all about the mindset and, and tapping into your possibility and anything like that for me. It's just anything that challenges your um anything that challenges you and stops you from limiting yourself and realizing the huge possibilities out there and anything is an option anything 
just tapping into knowing you want to do it and not putting limits in your own way, being brave. I love that. Yeah, I, I mentioned the yes buttism is earlier. The thing that I've tried to swap it out in my own head, but with talking to my kids or other people, swap the yes but for what if. Mm. You know, one is restrictive and shut down. The other one is expansive and opening. Yeah. Yes. And that, that's what you, you spoke about doors. You used the door analogy earlier. I think that's what it is. It's about knocking on doors and windows and throwing pebbles at people's panes at midnight, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. that's that's that and that's fun that's why doing what we do is is great fun because you are not yeah. constrained by a boss a company or anything like that you think mm. you want to go off on that tangent great let's do that i mean all, all this change can be scary even when it's positive so how do you strike the right balance between pursuing new opportunities and, and maintaining some sort of stability um for me or for people in general well for you and then what you'd kind of perhaps advise people in the same situation um I think I think that uh for me personally it's about being very aware of the messaging that's going on and making sure that you're not telling yourself that you can't do something. You know it's really easy to fall into that trap and actually have that subconscious messaging going on of could you you could could I really do that and who who am I to do that? Um I feel much more in a space myself over the past year or so of acknowledging acknowledging the big scary but really exciting things that I want to do and giving myself permission to do them and you know who am I not to do that because I know that there are people out there actually who love my energy and my message and I want to share that and I want to um, put that out there and I think too many people question themselves feel like for some reason they shouldn't step into who they are or, or put that out there because we're you know we learn as kids well don't blow your own trumpet don't talk about what you're good at don't come on you know be be just um hide your light don't don't go out there and shine because people don't like that and I think that's a huge disservice I think people should get in touch with what they feel is their passion in whatever way that is um so I I think it's great to be constantly doing that thing of looking at that vision what is it you really want to do and keep moving yourself forward because otherwise we we can stagnate so we can do a certain amount of stuff and think well that's fine but but what could the possibilities be beyond that and I think when you're pushing yourself and moving forward that's when you can keep being excited and keep bringing the energy and otherwise I think we can really end up looking back and thinking wow what would life have been like if I'd been brave enough to do that and I don't want to feel like that. And that's why I'm passionate about the women that I work with. A lot of them will say that, like, I have always wanted to do X, Y, Z. And I just feel like I'm. it's never going to happen for me. And I'm going to really regret that when I get older. And I don't want anyone to feel like that. Because if we have the right support and the right tools and the right mindset, we can learn that, yeah, it's scary. And yeah, some people might not like it. But actually, fuck it. Because yeah. They might not like it, but they're not your people. And actually, those other people over there could love it. And you could you could make a massive difference to their life or to the people around you. So you've got to take those chances. 
regret is my biggest fear driver you know i've obviously got the big whys and the goals to go forwards but regret looking back and thinking christ what a waste mm -hmm. of life is massive mm -hmm. how, how would you i mean kind of off on a tangent here how would you deal with the haters because there are haters one of the reasons i really held off doing this starting a podcast and getting my face out there apart from the fact that i've got a face for radio um is was like how do i deal with any negative comments how how do you so i have I haven't I think this is the case for many people I haven't experienced any negative comments it's our fear of negative comments it's our fear of what people are saying about us behind our backs or like oh and as we said earlier that's not about us that's if those people are triggered they are triggered because of something that's going on with them maybe it's some something that they would have liked to do but they don't have the confidence to go out and do it or um maybe we're talking about something that they know they should really be addressing for themselves or um it, it's it's something about them and we have one life one opportunity and i know that i have spent time tr sort of sort of um hiding my light a bit and playing small because i have feared the judgment of other people and you know I've had personal experiences where you know people may may have their own opinions of me but at the end of the day that's none of my business and they say that if you are not pissing people off and you are not making some people hate you you're not doing it right because you don't want to be vanilla you don't want everyone to like you it's not going to land and it's not going to draw in the people who love your energy and and want that and and share that passion it's not so actually it's better to it's better to make the waves and piss some people off because then you're going to draw in the people that love you and you're going to and you're going to really acknowledge your your own potential and find your voice and yeah the the further down the road i get the more i think like you've just got to go and do that because if you stop yourself because of what someone else thinks what a waste absolutely yeah I, I always say it's like none of my business what other people think about me you know absolutely so, absolutely that's so cool I love that okay I'm conscious of our time so I should probably start wrapping up although I could probably chat to you all, all day but <laughs> what are your big career goals um as an entrepreneur and coach where do you see yourself heading well um I I very much want to um use my voice more I want to inspire more people. I love I love doing an event where, you know, when you're working with one person, that's amazing. And you can do this deeper work and, and work on these breakthroughs and um, be with them over a period of time. But it's, it's hugely powerful being in a room full of women and just through maybe an hour, you have them all come in feeling one way and literally feel the energy in the room change a lot of emotion and this new sense of possibility and the, the follow-up after that, the, the feedback from speaking to a group for an hour and helping them shift their energy, be surrounded by, by similar positive energy and people who want to step out and they want to grow and they maybe don't have the energy around them normally to do that. Um, it It's kind of mind-blowing it is kind of mind-blowing that within an hour you can have people go off and then I've got women contacting me a week later saying I'm so glad I came to your event because um 
you know, this, this, and this has happened to me. And I felt really stuck with this. And for the first time in X many years, I went out and I did this and I, I feel so different. And this is, you know, it can be life, like literally can be that pivot to change the outlook on life. So, um, I, I have, I have big ambitions to, to speak, and to run the kind of events that will be life-changing for women. So my vision board um, at the beginning of this year was very much about um, retreats and speaking and, um, you know, like, like my, my big, big dream is to, is to, um, I'm working on a book and, and journal, and I want to kind of get out there and be able to speak. I'd love to be on the, this morning sofa, um, you know, just speaking to all those women and getting them to understand that they they can do those things. And it might be a journey, but you just take that, you know, today could be the day where you do the thing that could change the trajectory of life. It could change all of the possibilities. And um, I, my, so my thing on my vision board is very much around retreats. And um, I will in the future spend time between um, here and California where my husband's from and and we have a place out there and yeah I see myself running retreats in places like Sedona where it's very spiritual very grounding but bringing in groups of women who do some some deep work but focus on their health and well-being focus on their mindset focus on their dreams and their visions and literally have this transformational experience where they then go off and they're just they're just setting off on on a new path and feeling revitalized and empowered because once you once you can have that moment but then feel like you have the power to do it for yourself you know that's huge so that all of that kind of stuff is in my future (laughs) awesome I love that so where can our listeners connect with you and learn more about your coaching programs and services so I'm very active on Instagram um and I am Chloe Leibowitz on Instagram so I'm I'm sort of have have um posts and stories on there every day pretty much and then there is there's a link in my bio which then goes through to um other things so you can sign up for my um my newsletters and emails and any events and things get posted on there as well um so yeah that's the best place to find me we'll we'll put those in the show notes so make sure people can can find you properly so chloe any final words of wisdom for women looking to build businesses and lives that they love um yes stop being so hard on yourself (laughs) stop being so hard on yourself let go the guilt go with the flow because everyone talks about this balance let's get the work-life balance and it just shifts and changes all the time so just go with the flow more but don't be afraid to say that you want things to be different don't keep yourself stuck by thinking, well, this is just the way it is, whether that's that your health feels crappy because you're perimenopausal or going through that transition or you're sad because your kids are growing up and you know they're going to leave and you don't know who you are or what's going on. Get get some help. Speak to people. Find the right energy. You know, it's a, it's amazing how different you can feel and how much more you can feel the possibility of change if you start having the right conversations and and find what inspires you that's so so true that's a wonderful way to end so thank you very much for joining us today chloe it was great to hear your stories and insights so folks that wraps up my inspiring talk with chloe Leibowitz. her journey shows that you can succeed in family and businesses 
with the right mindset and support. I hope her story's left you feeling empowered for your own parentpreneur pursuits. Focus on effectiveness, ask for help when needed, and show yourself some compassion. You've got this. So thanks to Chloe and to all you parentpreneurs listening today. Join me next time as we share more stories, tips, and inspiration to help you blend business and family with more done and less guilt here on The Parentpreneur Show. See you next time.